His heart was moved with pity for them. How important these words are for us to hear. For we know that at different times there are people who wonder, what is God's attitude toward them? There are some who might think that God is entirely disconnected, that he's too far away, or that he just doesn't care. There's others who think that God perhaps looks upon us with an angry or condemning attitude when he sees how we are. In contrast, there's others who might think of God as a very sort of indulgent grandfather who says, oh, you're suffering, you're sinning, oh, that's nice. Still others who might think that God wants something so that we should bargain with him. You know, maybe you'll do this for me if I do this for you. But we read here that Jesus' heart was moved with pity to that crowd in front of him. The concept underlying this phrase here rendered, his heart was moved with pity, is, talks about a, an emotion, but it even more talks about a physical feeling because it's a word that has to do with the internal organs. Which is why when we try to render it into English, we speak of being moved, or of the heart, or of it being visceral. We can also use words words like compassion and tenderness. These words were used in the Old Testament as we speak here of God's tender mercy and as God would speak through the prophets and tell people that his love for them was like a mother for her children or a father for his children. And we know that feeling, don't we? It's how powerful to be told God has that feeling for us. We see Jesus described as being moved with this kind of compassion at different times in the Gospels when he sees those who are sick, when he sees someone who's blind, someone who's a leper, a widow who has just lost her son. And he himself speaks of this in some of his parables. That master who had the servant who owed him that huge sum of money was moved with compassion for that servant. The good Samaritan, when he encountered the man lying on the road, beaten, left for dead. The father, when he saw the prodigal son coming back at a distance. They felt this. This compassion, this tenderness. Their heart moved inside them. He felt this way. And as we see, our Lord Jesus responds with mercy. So especially as we see it in this particular episode, we might well ask, for whom is he feeling this compassion? And why is he feeling this compassion? Well, he's actually feeling it, in this case, for two different groups. The first group that he's feeling it for is for the apostles, the second for the crowds. And these are very different groups. The apostles he's handpicked. As we heard last week, he had sent them out on a mission. A mission perhaps lasting several weeks. And here they are returning with great stories of success and with joy. They're the ones who know him. They're close to him. 
Jesus responds to those close to him with compassion. He sees that they're tired. He wants to rest. They, they, need, they need rest. So he invites them to a deserted place. But then as we heard, well, the crowd got there before them and it wasn't so deserted. And now that same compassion responds to the crowds. The crowds are people who are far from him. They don't know him. They haven't gotten a lot of his teaching. They aren't on his team like the apostles are. And he sees that they're suffering in different ways. And he has compassion on them as well. And we know that he has compassion upon everyone. So that whether you are feeling very close to him, like you're working and cooperating with him a lot in perhaps extending his mercy and his truth to others, he has compassion upon you. Or if you're feeling very far from him, maybe caught in suffering or even caught in sin, distant from Jesus, he has compassion upon you as well. And this helps to bring about that unity that we heard St. Paul speak about in the second reading. Whether in St. Paul's case they were people who were from the people of Israel, ethnically Jewish, or those who were from the Gentile peoples outside. All were brought together. And they're brought together in part by this compassion that Jesus had for everyone. And this is a message that we can share with every person that we meet. Jesus' compassion for them without exception. And why? Why does he have this compassion? Well, there are many examples where it's physical suffering. But in this case, why did he have that compassion? Well, our best clue is by how he responded. He responded by teaching them many things. The reason why he had compassion was because he perceived in them that they were lacking knowledge that they needed. That they were believing falsehoods or that they were ignorant. Isn't that an interesting reason to have compassion? Or that they were being misled and they were on the wrong path. He saw they were like sheep without a shepherd. And our readings, our first reading reminds us that at times, leaders lead people the wrong way. That can be political leaders, it can be teachers, it can be media, it can even be religious leaders whom God has charged to teach and to lead his people and who haven't done it. God knows his people need good shepherds to lead them the right way, to feed them with what they need, to protect them from threats. Our Lord Jesus, recognizing that the people in front of them are lacking these things, responds with his compassion. And this internal reaction leads to the external action of mercy. Is in this case, he responds to this need by teaching them. And so for ourselves, we may note two things. First, to know that Jesus has compassion on us and that he wants to supply our needs. We heard that wonderful description 
of the shepherd in Psalm 23. And the fathers of the church saw many connections to the sacraments in this, leading us beside the still waters of baptism, our head anointed in confirmation, brought to the table spread before us in the Eucharist, that cup overflowing with Christ's precious blood. How much Christ has supplied us from his compassion for us. And how much does he wish to supply us, inviting us too to go into that quiet place even each day to spend time with him in prayer. But if the first thing we notice is how he responds to us with compassion and mercy to supply our needs, the second thing is he invites us to see others through his eyes. And thus to begin to perceive in them those who are in need, and not to respond to them with indifference, or with anger, or with indulgence, or with bargaining. But to even be moved with that visceral compassion for them, and to respond with mercy. Remember those two great lists, the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, the corporal side for bodily needs, and so we perceive hunger or lack of clothing or lack of a home or being sick and we feed and we give and we visit but there's the other side too which is what we saw Jesus responding to in this reading where we perceive what ignorance doubt affliction or sin where we ourselves receive wrongs or offenses from the person in front of us and when that list the spiritual works of mercy urges us to respond by teaching, by counseling, by comforting, by admonishing, by bearing patiently, and by forgiving. This is how we respond. If we feel that same compassion of our Lord Jesus, this is how we respond with his mercy. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, Make my heart like unto thine.